0: and welcome to brain fart. I am Maddie and I am your host for this podcast. And today I am going to be kicking off the second week of the little two-part series that involves positivity and mindfulness. So last week if you didn't listen, what <laughs> that was on positivity. So this week we have mindfulness. And I have to tell you this is a topic that I have done more research on than any other topic, to be quite honest, other than like my health stuff and when that first happened. But I really, I really started to dig deep into this mindfulness this week, because it was so much more than I thought it was to begin with. When I first decided to do this, or I ha- I also had someone recommend this topic to me. And when I first heard it, I was like, yeah, okay, mindfulness, yeah, you, you meditate, you close your eyes, you try and find your inner peace for like 10 minutes. And that's that, right? And it makes you feel better. And that's a very <laughs> basic broken down version of what I thought it was. Um, and then this week, when I started looking into it, I saw that it was so much more to the point that today, when I was getting ready to record the podcast, I started getting nervous, like, oh, I'm not ready, I'm not prepared, I don't have all of the facts, all of the information, I, I'm i not an expert on this yet, which is crazy, because nobody's an expert. It takes people years and years and years to even really come close to this, and I had to take a step back and say, you know, you did research, you talked to people about it, and I'm just here to present my basic knowledge, as well as some facts that I know about it, and some resources, because honestly, it's something that you need to find for yourself. It's, it's very much a practice, like I was talking about last week, I was punch, I was punching in, no, I was, I was beating it into you. That's that's the phrase I was looking for. I was beating it into you how important positivity as a practice is. And I think that's going to really stand true this week as well. Because as much as I've learned about mindfulness, the biggest thing is that you have to find what works for you and find your own positivity. So when I started this week's research, I turned to a woman that I am friends with on Facebook. I knew her from about, oh goodness, almost eight years ago. I did a show with her. She came and she had auditions at my high school. I was a freshman and I ended up doing her. I don't know. I don't know if I auditioned for her. I think they just needed actors and I was chosen or something. And I went and we did this really nice piece of immersive theater and it was, really beautiful. And I have been friends with her on Facebook ever since. And I've seen her post a bunch about she does this wonderful project that I'll be talking about later um, that she started in Cincinnati. And so I saw her posting about that a lot and how mindfulness and music was really important to children growing up. I'll I'll explain more about that later. Um, but I, so- I had been seeing that for years and years. And I had seen her posting pictures of meditation classes and always sharing things through the true body project which she's a part of and I thought you know she would be an excellent source to turn to so I ended up sending her a message and she so graciously immediately messaged me back with just paragraphs of information pointing me to the right people to be looking into and really just encouraging me to go out there and find information for myself and really learn about it myself. So this would not be possible without her. Thank you, Stacey Sims. You're an incredible woman, and she's so, so peaceful and kind and really is the embodiment of what I think of when I think of mindfulness. And so she pointed me in the direction of two different people who – deal in mindfulness uh john zinn who she calls the father of mindfulness in the u.s and then dan siegel who is more of a scientist and from the sci- science perspective of um mindfulness and how it really affects you and and um uh, zinn also i hope i'm pronouncing that right i'm gonna be really embarrassed if it's kabat i think it's kabat <laughs> um so they Kabat Zinn also talks about how mindfulness affects your brain and stuff too. So I'm just going to try and touch on that a little bit. But if you really want to do more research, I highly, highly recommend looking up those two names. It was really interesting to read about what they had to say, and they have lots and lots of interviews. So I just want to start off by saying how Kabat Zinn what his definition of mindfulness and he to quote says mindfulness is awareness that arises through paying attention on purpose in the present moment non-judgmentally and I think that is so that last portion is so important to remember is non-judgmentally because I think a lot of the times we are thinking and we're trying really hard to think and then we get down on ourselves because oh we're uh, my mind's wandering and i'm not doing this the right way and there's no right way it's just thinking of it as it is and he talks a lot about not making it so uh, not i guess selfish all of the time where it's not you're not constantly thinking about you it's just taking a moment to realize what's around you and how that influences you. And one, he said in an interview, he said just taking a moment and thinking about your breath and not thinking about you doing the breath because you're not doing the breath. Because if we were doing the breath, we would have died ages ago because we would have forgotten to breathe and we'd be like, oh, forgot, I'm gone now. And so it's the fact that our bodies are doing that in our subconscious is so beautiful. And so it's taking a moment to – realize that beauty and just really taking a moment out of the day. And I was reading articles because I thought, you know, I've been to meditation courses and classes before and I have tried to practice it on my own. And I always get really frustrated when my mind wanders and things like that because I'm like, oh, I'm not clearing my mind completely. And when I was looking it up, that's not the point. It's not about completely clearing your mind to just total oblivion. It's about taking a moment to realize what's happening in the moment. Like how, how do my feet feel? Can I relax them? And then moving up the leg. It's kind of like a shavasana at the end of a yoga session and like kind of checking in on yourself and how maybe the air has moved differently in the environment or you're hearing a different sound. And so your mind is allowed to think. It's really difficult, I think, to shut down someone's mind because it's running all of the time. And I think that was really beautiful is just don't worry about shutting everything down, but just allow it to focus in on the present moment. And that always comes up when looking and researching about mindfulness is the present moment and just being there at the time and practicing that daily and not it doesn't have to you don't have to meditate for 45 minutes a day or hours a day to reach that full potential like like I said with positivity it's a muscle that you have to practice and exercise until it really becomes a part of your brain and they they talk about that how you can see the effects in your brain and how you're not so focused on one area of your brain so that's not just your brain isn't firing up in only those quadrants it's it's firing up in other areas as well. It's being able to focus on something else that's making your mind work and run and go and be completely open instead of just focusing on one area, which most of the time is just you. And I think that's so important for people with chronic, I think it's so important for people, but I think as my chronic illness audience listens, they should really keep this in mind too. Because when I was first researching it, that's what um, that's what he first started with Kabat-Zinn. He was really f- wanting to help people who had chronic illnesses and chronic pain and other sorts of issues kind of meditate and not focus on the pain as much, but focus on other things around them. And I, I cannot say for sure if that is, that works or it's a cure-all. I have not practiced it long enough to give you that advice from myself, but I God, I think it's worth a shot, don't you? I mean, I think for everyone, it's worth a shot to try and escape the hustle and bustle of our daily lives, to take a moment to connect to something. And I was reading and they were giving examples of how to do that. And one of them was even just taking a moment before answering the phone. So when the phone rings, not hopping and jumping to do it, but just taking a breath and taking a moment and going, okay, that's ringing. Now I'll see who it is. Okay. Okay maybe I'll pick it up, you know, kind of taking more of a moment in your day than just jumping to everything. And I I kind of liked that idea. And I thought that was nice to think of in that way. And I think when you think of it as it as it being so <laughs> um, when you think of it as being something so small and almost something you don't think about it doesn't seem as hard to do when you say oh a mindful moment is just taking a second before answering my phone that's something I could totally do or when I hear a text buzz and go okay I'm just gonna finish what I'm doing and then check the text and I'm so guilty of that is once I get a text I'm like okay everything else drops who's the text from it's it's not my best quality but I I But just thinking that, oh, you know, I can, I can take a second and not answer that right away. Or, you know, I can take a couple moments for myself. And even if you need guidance, I love listening to help like self, no, like, uh, like guided meditations. So either before I'm going to sleep, or there's like, there's so many apps to look up guided meditations, then a lot of them are free. You can just take five or 10 minutes out of your day to listen to what they have to say and to try and focus on that and They'll tell you how to breathe, do all that stuff. So it's just taking a moment for yourself and really connecting to that and really using it as a practice. And of course, I'm I'm not doing all of this justice. <laughs> like, they're listening to them and listening to what they have to say was so beautiful and incredible to, to hear. And there's no way I can reiterate that because what my week of research and knowledge does not compare to their tens of years, tens of years, um, like 40, 50-year experience with this practice and this meditation. And so I think it's not, when you think of mindfulness, it's not just meditation. It's just, it, you can also incorporate mindful moments. And kind of the history of it is it stems from Buddhism and these two men who my, who the woman recommended I look at, they, they brought it over and they tried to make it they tried to disconnect it a little bit from Buddhism and the religion to make it accessible to Westerners and to people who might think of that as hokey. I mean, come on, we listen, you listen to this podcast, we hear it all the time where people are like, that's not going to work. That's just some voodoo stuff that you're all of that acupuncture, chiropractic, chiropractor and all of that stuff doesn't work that's just it's all in your head like real medicine's the only way so I think it was their way of trying to connect to people who only think of western medicine and like the pharmaceutical industry as being the only way for healing which I completely understand because they're trying to open it up to all people me being very much more open-minded about that stuff I mean come on people people who have a lot of sicknesses to deal with tend to find that or a lot of pain tend to go down those roots a little bit more because they there's more opportunity for healing and you want to find answers. And so this didn't seem too out of the realm of possibility for me because it's something that I've done in the past, I've practiced yoga, I've done meditation before. It's not something I practice on a daily basis anymore, but it's something that I want to get back into. And like I said, it's just going to take time to get back into it. I think with me, I want to rush back into it and say, yep, I'm going to take this 50 minute meditation course and I am going to be so mindful of everything and not only think of myself and all this stuff, yada, yada, yada. But that's not how that works. And it doesn't work for me and it has never worked for me, let's be honest. Um, So I think it's, I think for me, it's going to be taking the time to practice it. And I think it's something that everyone should be practicing from young to old. It's just something that should be a part of our daily lives because it they say they show scientifically that it does affect our brain. It's complete, it changes slightly, it fires things into the brain that you wouldn't, that wouldn't be fired if you weren't taking this, mo- these moments for yourself. And you could see that in different studies and, um, Siegel does he I watched a video of his where he talks about how important it is for adolescents to really focus on this because their brains going through a period of kind of shedding and becoming its new self because when you're a kid you just want to learn everything and you take everything in and then when you get to adolescence that's when you start shaving those things down and pruning he he references like pruning a tree to make room for those for certain branches to grow so for you to really find your passion and so you kind of take the things that unless you're you keep practicing and practicing whatever you're practicing those things are going to go away so it was he was like it's really important to integrate those ideas with this mindfulness and this meditation that's the bare minimum of that video obviously that didn't sound very smart coming from me but if you want to look it up it, it would be great. And so looking at how important it is for adolescents. And then Stacy Miss Sims, the woman who I messaged, she talks about how she works with elementary school kids with these mindful meditations, these... Here, I want to look up the specific title of... Oh, it's Mindfulness Music Moments. And so it's basically where she started this movement in, in several elementary schools, over 100 elementary schools, where she has them play four minutes of classical music over the PA speaker system every morning. So all of these young students can just take a moment and listen to this classical music. And they do, some of them do other activities, like they have certain activities they have to do during the moment but it's something that is school-wide the whole school does they take four minutes there's a one minute introduction and then they listen to this classical music for three minutes and it's where these students are able to just take a moment to calm themselves if they have a really busy morning or their parents are really stressed or they ran to get to school on time it's where they can just get to school and prepare for the day ahead and kind of take a step back from the rush 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 of this everyday life and I think that's so beautiful That she is starting that so early with these children and like teaching them these practices that they can continue on the rest of their lives. And so it kind of makes sense to me that, okay, it really works for these elementary school kids. It it should really work for adolescents. We should be continuing it in – we should be continuing with it into our daily lives no matter how old we are. I don't think you're – it's ever too late to start. And so even if it's just taking a small moment to feel something or think about something other than yourself or other than what you're doing or what has to be happening with you in the future or what has happened in the past, just really being in that present moment. And this is just so the bare minimum of everything in this topic. Because there's so, there's so much to learn from it. And I feel like, I I think it's really beautiful. I think it's something that I want to really start practicing just to, just to try it out. You know, I think maybe, maybe we'll set a little goal. Everyone listening this week, maybe try to have one or two moments every day or every other day where you just take a little mindful moment for yourself and yeah, we'll see where that goes. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll spiral into something more. Maybe it'll snowball. and get a big old snowball of mindfulness. But I think that's, I think that's about all I can tell you. I feel like that's just such the basic bare minimum of what this topic is, because truly, like I said, when I started researching it, I kind of was overwhelmed <laughs> because it is It's more than, it's more than just meditating. It's more than just sitting cross-legged with your hands, with your fingers touching and going, om, om, which is like, is a beautiful practice. I'm not making fun of that in any way. I'm just saying that I think that's what people naturally think of immediately when that's not all it is. And so I, I challenge you to explore it more and really really take your time to learn about it. It's not like you have to be perfect now. It's, I say that all the time about everything. So I just want, I just think it'd be fun if we all tried that. And I hope, I hope this series was helpful. I hope you gained some information. I hope if you learned anything, it was that things take time and that practicing and growing from them is so important and that you can't expect too much of yourself You can't put yourself down if you're not doing things perfectly immediately even if that is just a mindful moment. You can't expect perfection out of something that you're working on and I think if we continue with that mindset we won't be as hard on ourselves and maybe we can start thinking of healing ourselves from the inside out and I know Like I said, I know that thinking positively and having 10 minutes of a mindful moment isn't going to heal everyone of all their chronic illnesses, but maybe it can alleviate some of the pressure that we hold on ourselves and gives us a moment to think about something other than the medicine and the doctors and the pain. Maybe it'll just give us a sliver of a second to be thinking about something different and something else and to just alleviate that and take that weight off of your shoulders even if it is just for the slightest bit of time and even for people who don't have illnesses and who just feel stress and feel that anxiety and anxiousness whether you really feel it or whether it is just coming at you from this world and society that we live in because maybe you don't think you're having a reaction but of course you're going to be affected by what's going on in this world there's no way you couldn't be. And so whether that's your family putting that pressure on you, your friends putting that pressure on you, or just the world in general, or yourself, just maybe to give yourself a second to not carry that weight and to begin to, to ease it off. And maybe maybe we'll start to feel sparks of healing going on within our body. And just how wonderful that would be to not feel that. <laughs> so I think that's, I think that's it for today. Please, 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 if you have any questions or any thoughts or any corrections, please feel free to email me at brainfartpodcast at gmail.com or you can always message me on podcast Instagram or podcast on Facebook don't be shy. Do the do, you know. Because it is it's these two topics were something I really wanted to do and are really important, I think, but it's hard to cover them in what our 20 25 minute slot of time that I give you guys. <laughs> um, so really, if you have any suggestions for me too or something that really helps you, I would love to hear what you guys do to practice your mindfulness or what you guys are going to do in this upcoming week. I think that's really exciting. So keep me in the loop and I'll keep you in the loop. So I just wanted to say thank you so much to Stacey Sims for your knowledge and your willingness to help me and and so quickly too. I mean, I'm not kidding. I sent her a message on Facebook and she like within two or three minutes was right back at it saying, hello, yes, here's all the information. And so thank you to her and thank you to her incredible, incredible works she does, like the mindfulness, mindful music moments, as well as another project she does called the True Body Project. And I... I recommend looking those things up. I think it's incredible if you want to look up those two men who she suggested to me as well. um, Go for it. Find, Find information for yourself. Find what works for you because what works for me is going to be different from what works for you. And it's just about finding what is right and how to do it for yourself to make you practice it more and to help you grow stronger in that practice. So that's that. I I guess I didn't really, nothing crazy's going on in my life. I just realized I didn't really do any catch up this week, but I don't think there's really any catching up that's needed to be done. So I hope you have a great week. I will be back next week, as always. And um, have a great whatever time it is where you are. All right. Bye.